Right. So yesterday I was on uh Jordan, friend of the podcast, Twitch stream, right? Okay. And one of the people who was watching this Twitch stream in chat was like, Oh, is Uchi Jamaican? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he came up with me having a Jamaican accent, but I just thought that was funny. That is pretty funny, but I'll be completely <laughs> honest. I couldn't tell you what a Jamaican accent sounds like off the top of my head. Really? I Yeah, like I, I might recognize it when I hear it, but they all kind of blend. There's a couple accents that blend together for me that I'm not very good at picking apart. Yeah. That being said, whenever someone with a thick accent speaks, I have so much trouble with it. it it's just a personal thing for me, uh, but it, it's definitely a problem. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. Can you repeat that? Sorry, I didn't understand you. Sir, re- please repeat yourself. <laughs> I'm just in there like, fuck, please slow down and speak a little bit more clearly so my Sir. dumb square brain can comprehend what you're saying. Oh, God. Oh, like, God. Sir, I am speaking English. Can you speak it too? <laughs> like, I lo- low key, Michael, at one point, is just like, I- I've given up. I've tried. I've retried. Oh, my God. Oh, like he's just man. nodding his head, like yes, yeah, yes. Whatever, whatever he wants, I'll just give it to him. Yeah, no. I think when it comes to accents, though, like it's it's weird because I feel with me, like I don't know, growing up, just because I grew up around, uh, I grew up in a very diverse city, right? Mm-hmm. Just you, I was able to pick up on the different accents. Like I could even probably guess what language the person's speaking based off the accent. Um, but just more so understand even when they're trying to speak English based off of that, because it's already, I feel like there's just a part of my brain that just like is able to still understand what they're trying to say. Um, Maybe. Even though, <laughs> sorry, started, even though like, you know, the, the, the person isn't speaking English the way like a Canadian or like English person would speak English. Right. Wait, wait, um, is the person not speaking American? I only speak American. Um, sir. Amer- American is not a language. <laughs> not um, a language. Funny story about speaking American. Mm-hmm. So, okay, when I was in Australia, so you know how everyone says that Canadians, we really overpronounce our O's. Like to them, it sounds oot and a boot. A boot even yeah. though we're saying mm-hmm. out and about. You say yeah. a boot. A boot. You say a boot. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was at a liquor store with my friend Lindsay in. Darwin mm-hmm. and the guy the the guy behind the counter looked at our licenses he kind of looked at us I said oh they're from Canada and he looks and goes say out in a boat and so he said it and he's like say it again and I was like and they're like and I was like it doesn't we're saying out in a boat he's like no it literally sounds like to me you're saying oot in a boot it does <laughs> yeah no was- I know it it, sorry go ahead if you want no, to say I'm something I was just like- saying how like, we had some American customers come, come to the lake and I was probably only like seven or eight when this happened, mm-hmm. but he uh, <clears throat> he was saying the coals were hot, but it, they pronounced it as hut, like H U T. Hut. So mm-hmm. I could I could definitely see how they could think that we're overpronouncing our O's because to them hot was hut, right? We're in it's America. like it's okay. like rough and roof, right? Exactly. And rut was another. Yeah, rut rough was roof. So. Oh, I, I, I kind of get where it's coming from. They're the weird ones, not us. We speak perfectly clear English, and they. Don't. 
Yeah, Uchi has COVID. Well, <laughs> I've, you got the Rona? I've kind of moved off from making Rona jokes. I know a couple <laughs> of people from back home who got Rona. Oh, oh my goodness. that's not good. Yeah. Jeez. Yikes. Maui is not in a good place right now, so Rona jokes <laughs> are kind of off the table for a while. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's all fun and games until it becomes too real. That's the same yeah. we it have is. in the friend group. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's all fun and games till someone loses an eye. Yeah. I was out there cracking jokes like when it first started making memes and all that shit because I didn't think I was ever going to reach this point. And then it really <laughs> tr- truly hit. And then I was like, oh, shit. Maybe I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. It was it yeah, was literally no. that meme where I'm like, am I am I the baddie? They <laughs> say, you're, you're the rocket of the group. Ouch. What? But very accurate. <laughs> the rocket of the group. <laughs> that, Jeez, that hurts dude, a bit okay, too much. I'll hold, I'll, I'll hold the mantle for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness you're welcome well judging by how much uchi makes fun of michael for not knowing geography michael's probably drax then i, I make like <laughs> one fuck up and i don't hear the end of it that's yeah. right. <laughs> i think that's, I think that's it's just because difference. i make so few mistakes yes he has to pounce on them. <laughs> yes yeah, michael's drax yes oh i give you michael's a lot more forgiving than me because I'm pretty sure I've messed up a bunch of times in front of Mike and he's never reminded me. <laughs> yeah, now no, who's Sam? Crazy. I don't know. I have no idea. Groot. Sam's Groot. <laughs> yeah, I'm Groot. Sam's Groot. <laughs> Everything I say is the same thing. I just understand it differently. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's fair. As you say, fair. by proxy, because I'm the only female, does that make me Gamora? Mm. I, I guess if being a woman is a defining mm. character, trait. we might give you. We might give you Star Lord, maybe. I don't know. I was gonna finish that joke off with saying, according to Hollywood, being a woman is a character trait. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh not not based on my genetic appearance. I mean, you do oh fit God. the Hollywood genetic appearance. Blonde, you do. Blue you eyes. Yeah. You do. You're the picture perfect sixties movie girl, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm so lost. Oh like the Hollywood like generic like, you know, casting of yeah. a woman is blonde hair, blue eyes. Like that's Hollywood, literally. Yeah. yeah. We got to yeah. get the old guard out of Hollywood so we can have more diversity there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you wow. know, yes. you know, yeah. you know what? Yes. You know what? Here's the thing, though. That's a standing ovation. That's a standing ovation. Here's the thing, though. No, hold on. Here's the thing, though. Mute I Sam. thought, I thought we were going to keep going with the. I was about to jump in before Mike cut me off. When we were talking about accents because I was gonna say I had a cousin who was Russian. And he would sometimes ask me, do I speak Russian? And I'd be like, what do I look like, an old guard? But that wasn't the case because I couldn't say that. But Michael's fine. was better. Michael's, Michael's was better. Was so much better. Way better. Way better. I don't know why you were trying to do that, bro. Michael's was way oh, better. Hey, Sam. Oh, God. I am Groot. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Let's start this show. Start, yes. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uti Defund the Police Simwaka. Michael Lavakshinov. And Pam Hinshark. And the Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast, for those tuning in, um, that looks at audience or host handpicked films based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. Um, all of the review points based off of the films that we do are based off of our opinions as your hosts um, and our guests on the show, usually when we have them. Um, uh, another thing you should know about the North Korean podcast is we as your hosts. I don't know about the rest, but I do know I, for one, am immortal. So uh, that's right. Question. I can never die. <laughs> I have a question for everyone. If, if you are to become immortal, right? Oh, I guess it's like that genie wish, like, oh, I wish to be to like live forever, right? Why if you just kept mm-hmm. getting older and older and older? So you're just a bag of bones. Yeah, but you could never die. That that would suck. Sadistic genie shit, right? Yeah, there. that yeah. would suck. That would suck. Shit. That would definitely suck. Uh, <laughs> on this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the 2020 American action film. The Old Guard. Um, it was directed by Gina Prince Bythewood and written by Greg Rucka. Um, it was based off of his comic book of the same name, so a comic book called The Old Guard. Um, and there's also uh, novelization adaptations of that too as well. Um, the Old Guard was released on July 10th of 2020 on Netflix, and it received generally positive reviews from critics with praise for the action sequences and Charlize's performance. Um, it would be Netflix's number as a today, which is what? What's today's date? The 15th? Uh, the, fifth, 15th the, yeah. the 15th, yes. So as of today, actually, as of 15th of July, 2020, it would have been Netflix's no, no, uh, number one uh, most viewed uh, film at the time. Um, however, it got bumped by Desperados, actually, which is very surprising. Um, Desperados just has uh, two of the characters from New Girl, and uh, it's a rom com essentially, which you would expect because Netflix rom coms are usually what people watch first. Um, but The Old Guard is running in close, closely behind that, so it might even overtake it by like next week or so. Um, so random question, yes, go for it. When Netflix says, Oh wow, I just googled. Desperados Rotten Tomato score it's like fourteen percent. Guess what? No, we're it's doing? not. It's not good. I've seen it. <laughs> Guess what we're doing next week? Desperados. Oh. Okay, I'm joking. Oh I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, oh my God. How, do Netflix actually review the numbers with like the movies, or is it just like this is our top movie, right? Well, they say they use a point system, right? So the number of points based off the number of views you've had, because the views means that's how much of a membership, Netflix membership, that that specific um, film or series or whatever is raking in, right? So they use a point system. I don't know, like, they don't tell the public how they convert viewership into points. Um, They just have them in points. So I think Desperados had um, about 93 points versus uh, The Old Guard that had about 45. What? So... Yeah. So, well, as at like, mm. as at like, this was like as of July third, or so, uh, which Wait, the old guard wasn't even out yet yeah. at that time. Yes. So well, that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. That's what this website's selling. So what that I'm guessing, like and I'm sure, and I'm sure by now, like obviously the old guard would have gone up like quite a lot, like much more uh, since then. 
So like, and Desperados obviously would, it's the kind of movie I've seen it already. It's the kind of film you watch once and you're just like, that was crappy. I'm not watching it again. Um, so, but then again, why, why a lot of people would watch that is because it has the household names from shows like new girl or Brooklyn nine, nine. Right. So it just makes sense that people would, people who binge shows like that would grab, like gravitate, like me, would just gravitate towards watching it. And then being like, that wasn't worth it. So mm. we so, all yeah. know which movie is going to overtake Desperados and the Old God on Netflix. Which one? Kissing Booth 2. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't even, don't get me started with this. I'm not watching that. God. Movie. All right. All right. Let's, no, I, let's actually um, do it. Yes. So this. the old, I should still mention the Old Guard stars Charlie Theron, as I mentioned earlier. Kiki Lane, who is new. Well, I wouldn't say new. Just more new in terms of white people finally uh, noticing her um, because she she has been a Hollywood star since 2018, I believe. Um, she, was in a, she was in a bunch of, uh, well, new, but like, you know how someone like, again, I mentioned Timothy Chalamet <laughs> was in like one movie and all of a sudden uh, he's the next Leonardo DiCaprio. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's not the same thing. Well, because she's been around for a while. She's a fantastic actress. Um, she's been in, I think, three already. All of the movies she's been in before Old Guard have actually been nominated at the BAFTA Awards, actually, which is crazy, for especially for a young uh, young actress. Um, it has Marwan Kenzari as well. Um, it has Luca Marinelli and uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, he's also Ni- Nigerian-American. Um, he played the CIA agent for, who lost his wife. Um, I've seen him in several other movies too. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's very. Mm-hmm. He's all yeah, and he he always plays the bad guy for some reason. I've noticed that as well. He has a he has a really good sort of like kindly bad guy attitude that he yeah. sells really well, right? Yeah, I guess so. That that makes sense because every every movie I've seen him in, he's always the bad guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least like the moral the moral bad guy. He kind of um, gives me uh Silas vibes from Horizon Zero Dawn. He yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, no, pretty much. So basically, um, the concept of this film is that you have um, Andromache of Scythia. Uh, for those of you who are history buffs, you probably know who that is. Uh, if not, that is the wife of Hector, I believe, uh, from the uh, the. Yeah, Battle of the Tro, which is why when they were like, "How old is she?" I was like, "Oh my God, she's so old. Uh, she's she's older than Jesus, literally." Um, yeah, and like even like Andromache famously actually fought beside Hercules as well, which I was like, "Oh my God, she really is old." Um, which is when she was talking about the whole people thought I was a god too. I was like, "That makes sense. You you chilled with Hercules for a bit." Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Andromache of Scythia, Booker, Joe, and Nikki are century-old warriors with regenerative healing abilities, um, and they use their vast experience to help people. Um, however, former CIA operative Copley hires them um, to rescue a kidnapped group of children in South Sudan. During this mission, however, they're ambushed by a squad of soldiers. And after healing the wound, their wounds and killing their attackers, they find recording equipment and realize that Copley set them up to expose their uh, apparent immortality to the world. So this is basically how the plot kicks off. 
they've done a good job at hiding themselves away from uh, humanity. Uh, and then now they're exposed. Um, and then last thing to I'll mention too, before we go into initial thoughts, I believe the Rotten Tomato score for this is 86% at the moment. Um, I can see it going higher as more people view it though, because I, I really enjoyed it personally, but yeah. Um, the budget was 70 million, but trust it's going to make Netflix even more than that, uh, coming back in profits. For Netflix, it doesn't really correspond to profits, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a one-to-one relationship with them. Right. So, but as long as they produce good movies that draw people to keep using their platform, they have good exclusives, that'll definitely, it definitely contributes to their ongoing success, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to jump into initial thoughts. I don't know whoever wants to go first. Initial thoughts. All right. Um, I have very mixed feelings about this movie. I really do enjoy the plot of the movie, right? I think mm-hmm. the concept is really cool. I like the idea of them being immortal, but okay, them having regenerative health and then them not knowing when it's going to stop working. I do mm-hmm. like that twist. So like. They're not just running around being immortal. Like, there's no sense of danger. So I really do enjoy mm-hmm. that. I like the general idea of the plot and like what they're trying to do sometimes. But then I was left feeling a lot lacking when it comes to the execution of the movie. So I thought like, I don't want to say the characters are unlikable, but they're just kind of not that great to me. If that makes sense. And like mm. I'm not saying like the bad characters are just not characters I truly care about. I am not a big fan of the way Kiki Lane portrays her character. It's very eh. If I was to take like Pam's words, it's very eh. It feels like I don't know. This maybe it's that scene when she finds out that she can't die, and her face reaction is just like very blank. And I was just like. There's supposed to be more from this, but like I just don't feel that. And what else? I f- didn't like the villain in this movie. I just I thought he was trash, to be honest. Yes. And <laughs> finally, I think my biggest thing that I didn't like about this movie, I didn't like the shoehorning of the backstory of the villain that's going to be in the sequel. I I didn't like how that was done. It was so f- fucking forced into the movie and so uh, exploitatory we... where it's like hey this is what happened with this old person that we used to know and the person feels guilty and i'm just like you've only known her for like five minutes i don't know why we're going to full backstory mode you know no uh we might disagree with i will disagree with that i i um, didn't like that how that was handled. just because someone had to tell her about all of that because she's yeah. just gonna keep having dreams about it and not know what the fuck is going See, on right the problem is so not, she just had to know no sam the problem for me is not that they told her i have a problem with the way she was told because i felt like a lot was just dumped in one go i feel like it, it was like built up over the movie you know it was very info dumpy. Yeah, because like if I, say, I don't know, maybe that's maybe I I get that, but I don't know. That, so, no, go for, for it. I'll for me, I'll talk about it when during my my. For own me, let's say if they like if she hinted that she's having dreams about someone at the beginning of the movie, and they're all just mm-hmm. kind of looking at each other like, should we tell or not? And then throughout the movie, they're slowly dropping hints about who this person might be, mm-hmm. and then the scene just and then just before just before they find out that uh andy 
has lost mm-hmm. her regenerative abilities. That's when she right. finds out about Andy, quote unquote, losing this person and how much of a big deal that is. That I, mm-hmm. that I feel will be better than it all just being done in like two minutes. That's fair. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, I, whoever wants to go next can go, and then I'll go after that, I guess. The thing about storytelling is you don't give the audience anything until they need to know it, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the problem that this movie had with sort of the exposition that it was doing, where it dumped a lot on us when we really didn't need need to know it at all. Um, I, I agree with Uchi. They definitely could have restructured a lot of those points to make a more a movie that flowed better, I think. Overall, I did enjoy the movie, but it was clumsy. I liked the concept. It was kind of interesting. But then it kind of, it didn't, the, honestly, the backstories didn't matter because they were these ancient warriors, but nothing in the movie really made it feel like they were. They just felt like normal people who had regenerative capabilities, right? If they told us they were old, but they didn't show us they were old, if that makes sense. So yeah. I felt <laughs> like, I was like, in my head, I'm just like, did we all watch the same movie? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I, Oh my goodness! I I don't know. It's I I saw these people and I was like, okay, you are all clearly born in the twentieth century. Um, there's nothing. There's no character quirks about this that makes me think the like this. Andy was literally two thousand years old, right? She's just some kind of jaded twentieth century woman. So that kind of fell flat for me. Um, I didn't like the villain at all. I thought he was extremely flat and just kind of your cackling, mustache-twirling, megalomaniac shit. So that kind of distracted from the movie for me. Um, And the choreography was hit or miss. Some of the parts were really good. And then other parts, you could very clearly tell that they had, like, started the action a half a second before the scene or the camera cut had started, and it looked kind of clumsy. So... That that's a lot of negative, and I guess I need to sort of counteract that with is I generally did enjoy watching this movie, but it just felt a little flawed and clumsy when it was done. And I think it's the fact that I enjoyed sort of the premise and bought into it a little bit that kind of made me like it. So, yeah, mixed feelings. Uh, Pam, do you want to go? Depending if you want a negative review or a positive review to close out the uh, the finish. Oh no, I'm, I'll go last. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hot take. Fucking hated this movie. <laughs> um, Why? Why, Pebble? I really, I wanted to like this movie. I thought the concept was really cool, and I mean, I love Charlize Theron, and like the What's first happening? opening shots, I was expecting like badass Furiosa level shit from her like in mad max and then this movie disappointed me over and over and over again and it was purely executed the plot was not planned out well um like michael said there's like they didn't they gave us too much information i personally would have built on the fact that these characters are you know two hundred thousand years old or whatever their age is um like with like character quirks like say if one of them had been found out they were immortal in like world war ii 
have him be young and have like an Auschwitz tattoo on his forearm or something like that. Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't go for like, Nazi. Like, what? Wait a minute. You know, like the little details, like to make yeah. it seem like that's what I'm getting at is like if that was like one of the characters in the movie. Whereas, like, with Charlie is there, and you have to give her something. You got, I, I feel like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, like... can I just cut in here? Um, one yeah. example where they did do this was at the very end where they're talking about, like, we'll do it, like, whatever. And then they're, like, 1813, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they sort of made a comment like that, it's like, we'll do so-and-so 1813. And she kind of looks at them, like. And they had that uh, eighteen thirty-four Brazil, like, uh, Sao, Sao Paulo, yeah. eighteen thirty-four. It's like yeah, oh, and... so like Paulo's eight thirty-four. It's like oh, what happened in nineteen thirty-four? No, 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 eighteen thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. And if they had peppered the movie with stuff like that all the time, I think I would have just enjoyed it more because it really That's... would have sort of sunk home that these people were old and experienced. That's right? exactly it. Like I would have liked to see more of that, or even like character traits, like iconic little thing details to their look. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I I feel like for me I don't care as much about them having those old traits because like it kind of shows that they changed with time right the ones stuck yeah. in the oh, past no, no. but like no and that's I, I get what you mean but yeah like that's what I'm saying is like okay. I, like it's fine to change like especially if you're immortal like you have to change to be able to survive but it's like there's some physical traits like uh that you'd get that would not change throughout that or like. like my biggest thing is is like the scarring like i don't know they didn't really cover or like even when charlize theron's found character found out like that she was immortal kind of bring that element in when she's telling the new character like Mm. this is what happened to me at such like this is how i found out right um i think i would have liked to see it personally as maybe a not as a movie i felt the movie was very dragged out it was very long. It was very boring. The action sequences to me weren't amazing. Honestly, <gasps> halfway through, I got up and fucking made stovetop banana pudding. Jesus Christ. And okay. I have, <laughs> eh, 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 stop. And oh my God. The characters fell so flat to me. They were all two dimensional. That's all I got to say about that. Continue. I'm going to go, okay? First of all, all three of you, fuck your opinions, okay? Oh, wow. Have we hurt your feelings? I say that justifying himself. I say Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. First of all, first of all, you guys say, oh, there's no mannerisms in the way they portray themselves. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Seth, I said I didn't care about that as much. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm going to say, first of all, this movie drove home the point mm-hmm. that they have gone to the point where they know that nothing specific in history, like they have the mentality, especially Charlize Theron's character. She literally says, fuck the world, like the first scene in the film, where it's gone to a point where they don't need to have semblances of, oh, I did this once upon a time. I, like she was even surprised when she sees the billboard of stuff of good she's done over the times because that wasn't her goal ultimately she just did they did what they taught what they thought was morally right to do at the time even after all the shit that humanity had put them through so they they didn't need to have any of those mannerisms per se because technically they always thought themselves separate from humanity right they don't need to have she doesn't need to have uh 
I don't know, a branding from when she was a, a Greek princess or what she didn't need any of that because that wasn't her. She had to separate herself from society, separate herself from family. So that part made sense to me because they basically evolved as the world evolved, right? In terms of her fighting and the action sequences, literally there was a scene in the, I think that was like the, that was the, the I don't know if they're fighting in a church or uh, in, in the hideout where she basically takes out all those guys all at once. That was and brutal. Book, yeah, and Book literally goes, oh yeah, she's she's forgotten more ways to kill people than like entire armies have, which is literally showing how at this point killing people is like literally second nature to her because that's what she's been doing for the past 6,000 plus years. It makes sense that she would just be perfect at doing all of those things. And to add on top of that too, again, with the whole, this movie already set, now I'm jumping into the premise of the whole info dump thing. It already set the premise again that with, with Nile coming into the fold, this had gotten too old or too boring for them because again don't we're looking at it through the lens of people who are who who see things as oh i need more ex, more like expedited like stretched out information on this but they're just more like yeah this has happened many times to us we're just getting it over with you know she shoots nile and she's like you know why does it take so long the first time you know like things that like that true. you feel you feel that like and I thought that the movie did that really well because you feel how tired they are of existing, literally, right? Um, even with the two guys, with uh, I, I, I forget Nick and I forget the other guy's name, um, which are the two guys. I actually really hope they'd like dive into their backstory a little bit more, but they didn't. Um, but they might maybe in the in the sequel they set up with those two. It's like that was already an interesting dynamic, too, because now you have Book being like, well, you guys don't know what it was like because you always had each other. And they have that dynamic as well, where they make jokes with each other and blah, blah, blah. And they have that dynamic as well, where even the main villain, who I agree was cartoonishly evil, they could have done a better job on him, too, was uh, trying to... Uh, to you know get the secret to immortality or whatever and they're like many people have tried like before you literally dude like you're not gonna get it you know what i mean so it's like they're tired and i could i felt that i got it charlize's acting as the leader was phenomenal like she she was believable as someone who was just experienced in general she's on the plane with nile nile is being very antagonistic about it you know i didn't want this i didn't have a choice again true to someone if you were if you just woke up and it to me it was very believable because first of all she didn't know what was going on first thing she did she started praying and you know charlize goes yeah like you know god doesn't exist you know like it it was done in such a way that it was it felt real to me that that this would be what someone like that would be going through she wants to talk to her family she doesn't care what the consequences are for anything she does or what. Even at the end, when they're punishing Book, and they're like, she wanted to let you off with an apology, but we were like, huh. And then he's like, oh, she'll learn. Because they know literally 100 years is nothing to them. They're going to live way past that. So it's I, I like that. The action sequences were great. There was literally a time where, again, in that temple, where she literally cut a guy's femoral artery. And literally, I was watching with Kaya, and Kaya goes, huh. That's new. Like the movies and action scenes, they never actually show you full on killing someone by cutting the femoral just like that. Like it's like it just even from and that was where I was like, that's where they even showcased in minute detail how easily she knew the human body yeah. enough to just 
kill you without thinking about it. Because I was like, what? Just to jump in, that was good in sort of like what they're trying to show there. Mm -hmm. But my problem with that was the fact that the choreography as she did it looked very clumsy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It it looked like she was kind of like running a stick over his leg. That's what I mean by him. Yeah. So they can say she's very good at killing, but if the choreography sucks, then Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. And there's a lot of part, like, I, I remember thinking in the plane, uh, the tr- uh, there was a couple parts where there was that sort of jarring, okay, go, now do your fight. We're getting feedback from you, Pam, by the way. <laughs> I was going to ask on loudspeaker again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, am I? Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, I think she did. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, can I, I say, to... can, I, can I say something to, I ha- to Sam's intro slash rant? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm joking. No, no, I'm, I'm, still, no, I'm still going. Sorry, I'm still going. Yeah, no. So, like, no, I was just waiting for Mike to finish because he was saying something. Uh, are we recording, Uchi? Oh, no, I never stopped. Let's go. Oh, okay, good. Oh, uh, yeah. I just uh, want to so... say one thing before you continue, Sam. That's what I mean by the action sequence didn't do it for me is they look clumsy and choreographed, like overly choreographed. Anyways, just, continue. Yeah, but to, to me, I, I didn't really... Wait, wait, like, who's ringing? That was Avery telling me to pick him up. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it looks like we're losing Michael for the rest of this podcast. Well, what the, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, yeah. All right, Michael. I'll give you guys 10 more minutes and I'll head out. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So basically, even like, so for the choreograph part, like, I, I, I really didn't, me personally, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't notice. I thought it was still cool. Um, the fact that she felt more comfortable wielding uh, an emergency axe instead of a gun was also something I thought was pretty cool because that's something she was more used to. Um, and, you know, just the whole concept of even when she was hurt at the end, they're all like a team taking bullets for her and stuff like that. I thought that was cool as well. Um, I thought the end, the, I didn't like the villain as much, but I did like the ending with Niles just like, Nile just jumping out with the villain and just, you know, basically breaking almost yeah. every bone in her body Honestly, and it just regenerates back. I really did like that final part where she took the bullets for uh, Andy's Andy and then uh, just knocked him out the window. That was yeah. great. That was a good sequence. Like, that was good mm-hmm. choreography because it looked, it was quick and snappy and natural. Mm-hmm. It I didn't, didn't like the cold start with, mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't start with, like, uh, I believe it was one sequence where Andy is lying on the ground and she just kind of like limply grabs a gun from a guy and pulls him and he flies over her head and rolls. Right. It's stuff like that that I really noticed and didn't like. Mm-hmm. And that the, that's a problem is if it's an action movie, you cannot have that mm-hmm. because that will completely pull me out of it and will completely undermine how sort of badass and dangerous these characters are. Yeah. So... If the choreography had been good, I think right. I would have bought into her being sort of this deadly Greek warrior a lot more. I think. Um, and mm-hmm. to your, sorry to con- oh, talk over you, Uchi, but to I'm continue sorry. to the point about, um, well, no, now I fucking lost. Oh, right. Sort of being just over the, over, what is the black girl's name? Nile, I think Nile. you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being completely over Nile's shit right at the start. Um, that was good, but it didn't. Uh, I don't know. It, it just it didn't sell me. It, it just sold me on sort of a generic jaded character, right? Um, it it felt tropey. That that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think. Well, I, yeah. I think. I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Let me just say this quickly because it does really carry to Michael's point about Cloud. Okay. Right? I think the biggest problem is when you've had some really great action choreography scenes over the years. I'm talking the John Wick movie series. I'm talking Daredevil, right? It's kind of hard to see something that great and to just go back to having some great fight scenes and then having some really clumsy one. It that's really jarring because now yeah. in movies we want just constantly great fight scenes. Just being like, I want to always be engaged with this fight scene that's happening. See, you know, and mm-hmm. that was my big issue with like the uneven even pacing of the movie too. Is that we like it was the fight scenes were super like one minute they'd be super engaging and then like you look away for thirty seconds and you try to and you couldn't get back into it or like the next fight scene would be just be like oh okay I I don't know I like again even I was I don't know I me personally I was invested in it um, with yeah. uh, to talk to Uchi's point actually about uh, Quinn who uh, to those listening Quinn is a character who. Um, was the first immortal that uh, that Andy meets actually during um, you know ancient times? Wait, um, and then so during the Crusades or something like yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we go on this, because I feel like this might go for a while. Uh, Michael, mm-hmm. do you just want to give us your country, and then you can dip out, and then we can pick up from where Sam's telling up about, about Quinn? Oh man, I haven't even thought about that honestly. Uh, okay, here. Uh... Hey, do you just want to dip out, Michael, and then when you get back, just. If we're still recording, dip back in. Will you be it's, back in time? Well, it, it's going to be about 50 minutes there and back. So, yeah. um, I, Honestly, my general take on this is that the writing was a little sloppy. Um, the choreography was hit or miss. Uh, the acting was great. Like, I actually really thought that all the, all the actors did a really good job at portraying their characters with what they were given to work with. Um, so, yeah, it it was it was good it just didn't have uh it didn't capitalize on its potential right the premise is really nice but it it felt like the premise was just sort of like a sprinkling on top rather than a foundation that they built upon if that makes sense they came up with a movie where it's like okay we have these people who are immortal and they're going to rescue their friend or people with healing factor and they're going to rescue their friends from this evil scientist who wants to reverse engineer their DNA. Okay, what's their backstory? Oh, they're really old. Instead of going, okay, we have these really old people that have existed for centuries, and then this happens to them. It felt like they started with their story and then worked, or started with the events and then worked their way backwards. That's the impression I got from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't. That isn't to say I didn't enjoy it. Um, but the, the sort of the clumsy choreography and that sort of uh, disjointed, not disjointed story. I don't know. I, I, mix, I have mixed feelings on this movie. It was fine. It was fine. I'm putting it right in the center. Everything was okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. Life is yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't know. I need to think about this some more, but I'm not going to because I'm going to forget about this movie in a couple days. There's, it wasn't particularly memorable. Um, it, it was a good action flick. Don't think about it too hard. You didn't like the "Did you speak Russian?" thing. I, that was I, funny. That was I quite enjoyable. That sequence. <laughs> See, yeah, there, that's the thing. Is there was good parts of this movie that genu- I genuinely enjoyed, but then there was parts where I went, "Oh, come on!" and where I rolled my eyes. So they they mix they balance out to get just smack this fish right in the center. It's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> Life is fine. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, okay. That's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Later. But now a quick commercial break, and then we're back for Sam's rant. <laughs> what? That was. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you know that joke that people always make about, like, how their dad just went to the store to buy some milk or cigarettes? And never came home again? Yeah. Yeah, that's Michael right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's left and he'll never return. (laughs) We're never going to see him again. But yes. Michael went out for uh, some cigarettes. That was 25 episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) He's still still looking for the cigarettes. Still looking for the cigarettes. It's going to be 18 years. Oh God! It's going to show up just before one of us makes it to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, yes, ridiculous. Sam, back to talking about. Continue Queen? your rant. Oh no, I was going to say with Quinn. Uh, okay, wait. Can yeah, I say so... this before Quinn? Okay. I generally like the idea of Quinn. I like her betrayal. I like what how she's potentially set up as villain, right? I, well, see, this here's the thing, though, because you're assuming, which is where I'm I assuming. was like, and yeah, because I don't think she's I, gonna be the I think they could go. I think they could go anyway with this. She she could be a villain. She couldn't be a, like. There's so many. There's so much that we still don't know because they've already yeah. made. They've already they've already structured this uh, movie in such a way that like literally the main concept of it is none of this makes sense. You're just rolling with what happens with each at each turn. You know what yes, I mean? That's true. So it's like, yeah. So it's like Quinn couldn't even be a villain. Maybe she's just someone who survived, but then she's like, you know, fuck it. I don't want to have anything to do with Andy at this point in time anymore. No, the reason whatever. why I'm saying that is because she went and found what's his name. Yeah, because uh, obviously, again, coming back to what she found, book. Yeah, yes, book. Because because coming back to what they all talked about when they were all like, yeah, like it's destiny for us to just be to entangled each with each other because yeah. we're the only people who are alike. You know what I mean? Which makes sense, right? I um, guess. And now the book has been outcast. Obviously, it's only natural for a book to find Quinn, and then they become. Oh, there's like, other weird. Oh yeah. my God, they gonna be fucking. Probably, like I, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I was getting some major like gay vibes from Andy and Quinn, even Andy and Niall. Well, yeah. Well, and I mean that they they again these guys don't they they're so old that even sexuality is just is very it's probably very, it's very fluid with them fluid, at this point. Yeah, yeah. they're probably so, just looking like yeah, I'll hit that. Like, wait, what? Like, like, yeah, coffee yeah. even agrees with your statements. <laughs> so that's the thing like they're so old and like i know with with quinn they kind of set it up in such a way that obviously they've made her the like her story her arc they've explained to us what happens the, what happened to her no no not not even what ha- like quinn aside like yes as a character they explained to us what happened to her yeah. but they also use that to show us how vulnerable these immortals can be can be like yeah Quinn's exactly. betrayal. okay no Quinn's betray- she didn't get betrayed what happened to Quinn no she didn't get betrayed really no. fucked up when you think it was yeah it. and then that's why I feel like they use that to show us hey like yes they're immortal but these are the true challenges they face yeah with human being like regular human and beings not understanding the understand situation and 
doing these things to them. And that's their fear. That's why they don't. And remember after that, they're like, that's why we never legit get captured. Because we don't want to go through that. Exactly. Like go through that or what could happen. And like, Mm -hmm. I liked that. Those are the two things that kind of made them vulnerable. It's being captured and also the fact that they generally don't know when their vulnerability will end. Yeah, exactly. See, I like that. I kind of wish they had built on it maybe a little bit more. And I like had a little more of an like an urgency or like fear aspect to that, but that's just me. No, but there was. I, think I was though. okay with that. I was okay with the way it was done. Yeah, because I was I like think... literally the scientist, evil scientist who could have done anything to them. Like at that point, you know what I mean? Where he's you, like, you we, say... we cut out, we you cut out every evil... piece of their their flesh, you know, for as long as it takes. Like that's what he kept on saying. You say evil scientist, and all I kept picturing was Henry Wu from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, just... question: Who the evil scientist? The guy with the black hair is that one of the doctors from Doctor Who? Probably. I I say because I, I was like I recognize him, but I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Okay, we'll see. Sorry. I think sidebar. No, I like that running joke or that joke when like she shot Niall, and now was all mad. Like I could have died if we are not completely vulnerable, and they're like, yeah, but you're still too young. Mm-hmm. And it's like. <laughs> It's like they know, but they don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, exactly, because they talked about the first guy. What was his name? I, uh, I don't know. I forget his I name. I don't think they even but he was his the name. First, yeah, but he was the first one who died, right? So, like, which is where I was like, I it's it's hard to tell their stories temporally mm-hmm. because they've each lived through different times that it's just hard to know like it, that's how you that, that that's how you make the story even worse as a I, writer. I really don't feel like yeah. I didn't think I wanted to see the backstory. I like unlike Michael and I guess Pam, I did not care as much about the backstory to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this dude, like Andy's from ancient Greek. This dude fought on one side of the crusade. This dude fought on the other side. This dude's from eighteen twenty France. That's all I care about. Like if I think it just would have added more depth to the characters than there was because I didn't feel like there was very much depth to them. There wasn't a lot of depth to the characters outside of say Andy Nile and maybe Brooke. Well, you know? there was Brooke. Yeah, eh. like the, the rest the, of them. with book you could book was more of a you don't you didn't really notice what was happening with him until like. Yeah. when he does but until the betrayal right because Book? during the betrayal and he's like i've been alone this entire time yeah and then you feel that right which is where i'm like book I... was the most genuine of them all because book yeah like held the most like sympathetically book and now are probably like the closest because of the idea <laughs> of like hey this kind of sucks because you have close friends and family and mm-hmm. you watch them get old and die and they yeah. get mad mm-hmm. at you because they think you're not trying to help them. And like, that is like, you look at it and you're like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like book is exactly. like, book was the emotional point of this movie for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know for me, even Andy herself, cause I, and I, I liked Andy's character just more from the aspect of, you know, she's, she just had the countenance of like, I'm over this shit. You know, I've been through this so many times. And you could see that even in Charlize's portrayal, the acting, mm. you know, she she straight up when they're like, oh, there's a new one. When they find out Niles, uh, Niall is part of the uh, part of the group, she's like, oh, like she's not our problem. You know, the rest of them actually convince her to be like, you know what, just go get her. Like it wouldn't hurt anyone, you know, and she like she literally carefree just like, you know, jumps off a train 
that was moving really fast, I might add, and just like walks like across the desert. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's already, she's already that kind of person who's just kind of like, uh, you know, whatever, like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna lethargically do whatever I need to do. You know what she I mean? She had Sarah Connor-esque qualities to her. Like later on Sarah Connor, not like first Terminator Sarah Connor. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. But more badass. But the, okay, the one thing I want to say, like, because we were talking about Charlize Theron's acting, and maybe this is just me, but I honestly. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was she was about to make a blasphemous statement the, and the internet you. the internet was like nope <laughs> that's the best part like just to let the audience know today has not been a smooth recording session we're having like, no. serious problems so i was straight up looking i'm like oh my god did the internet do this shit again and like nope <laughs> and she's been gone for a while yeah she, she isn't popping back in i don't know what's going on I guess it's just the two of us doing the podcast from See, now This on. is what happens when you try to shit on Charlie. <laughs> Your internet blacks out. <laughs> Holy shit, she's been gone for a minute. Yeah, she has been. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but she should text the group chat. About- oh, Pamela there she is. Damn it, Pamela. Pamela! Fuck! <laughs> I was okay, gonna no, say yes. you're about to make a blasphemous statement, and the internet was like, "No, fuck you." <laughs> no. So I, I re-enter with "fuck." <laughs> um, where did I leave off? I have no idea. You're about to talk you were... about Charlize. Oh yeah, I was, and I was, I was about saying, to get angry, but I anyways. was just saying, like her performance in this one, it kind of fell flat to me compared to her performance as like Furiosa, and I mean, she was still a badass in this one. Don't get me wrong, and she did do a very good job. But I think I went into this with high, higher expectations, expecting her to bring that, like, the full guns blazing Furiosa aspect of it. And it was just kind of like, meh, to me. But that's See, ag- just... Again, I'm just like, are we watching the same movie? <laughs> I'm just like, what? Well, it's not the same yeah. kind of character yeah. as Furiosa, though. You know? What was the, what's that? What did you say? The character she's play Andy is not the same kind of character as Furiosa. Yeah, they're not the same they, pe- they person. They say very badass women, though, is how I'm referring to that. Is that like not same but, character, but like okay. I just I want I want to bring up the argument before God forbid that fucking season of season seven. Let's look at the main villain from Game of Thrones. Um, what's the name? Cersei. Cersei. Lannister. Cersei was yeah. a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. a proper badass, but it's like not the same kind of character as, like, say, Furiosa. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is there? I guess Sarah Connor is not the exact same kind of character as Furiosa. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, we, we don't have that many badass female leads in Hollywood. No, we, we don't. This. We need to fix yeah. this. And uh, honestly, even like one thing I know this, like the old guard did was it was a good film for strong. This was done. Strong female leads were done in a good way with this film. I find uh, better than most. Pam was so insulted by that comment. She had into the drop again. (laughs) They're like, what do you mean strong female leads? It's true though. It's true. It's true though. Because first of all, I'm going to say how many women in Hollywood right now can execute action sequences as good as Charlize does. You know what I no, mean? No, that's, that's exactly just one yeah. thing. I like, and, and then, that's why I think it was me going in with expectations of the movie a little bit. Well, um, I mean, and this, then it just not meeting the expectations that I was 
You know what I mean? And I feel like yeah. I do that a lot to myself when we're like, oh, we're doing an action movie. I'm expecting A, B, C, D, and I'm going to compare it to my favorite action movies that I like know and love. And when it doesn't meet that caliber, I'm like, meh. But then I think that's that that's already you're already going into V. I, I don't, no, that's okay. I just mean I don't look at it that way because then I feel like I'm already biased going into any movie that I'm about to see because I try to look at each movie independent of. Like, I'm not going to look at Charlize playing a character and be like, oh, you don't remind me of this character and this no, other it's movie, not that, it's, so I'm not interested anymore. You know Because it's like, I it's a different thought, character. Yeah, like, I personally don't think her performance in this one, like, barring, like, they're different characters, they're different, like, types of movies, barring, like, all that. I just don't think her acting in this one as Andy was as strong or as good as it was when she played Furiosa in Mad Max. But that's just just me and i mean like i like we were talking earlier how i always compare oh jeez. well yeah i i like I, I get where she's coming from with that it's just with me i don't you know it's kind of like that's how you make the mistake of putting actors into boxes if that makes sense Put them into because the then it's like yeah because like hey if margot robbie plays this specific character in she this movie that's really yeah. good yeah, that she has to play that character all the time. And that's how you ruin... That's, that, literally, that's how you fall into a Scarlett Johansson trap. Because Pam doesn't like ScarJo because she gets cast in the same role. And it's the exact same... So that's where I'm like, we need to know where we're putting... Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, it's just me talking, but... She's obviously just mean, like the, you're, you're ruining it. You're, you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Like, do you remember when we did, God, was it Extraction? Yeah. Yes. And remember when I straight up said, I hate it when movies, okay, no, what was I saying? I hate it when movies copy from a comic book and we can't use the clutch that, oh, they did this in the comic book. No, mm-hmm. we're judging the movie as a separate thing. So if right. we're judging the movie as a separate thing, we're also judging the actors in this movie as a separate thing. I don't mm-hmm. care what... uh. Kiki Lane did in her previous movie. I don't care what Cheryl Strand did in her previous movies. We're out mm-hmm. here to judge this new movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's, I, where, that's something yeah. I need to figure my shit out. And probably my Discord connected, and you missed the whole Jurassic Park rant that I just went on. <laughs> yes. But because fuck your Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh I was basically saying how I misjudged Fallen Kingdom before its time. <laughs> Loki, like. I learned to like sort of like tame down my expectation. Not expectations. Yeah. Expectations I, in high for movies. I need to learn to tame down my expectations on a lot of places, not just movies, but also in dating and coffee. <laughs> oh wow. I wow. Well wow. I, that that's I'm really not, good. I'm not salty. Quick. Okay. Wow. It's it's that part of the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I like again, just coming back to this movie, it. I understand your frustrations with it. Yeah. Um, however, we can't just take. I we can't take away the fact that this the way this movie ended even gave me Fast and Furious vibes with the whole oh, we're family type thing. Like I, I it was a feel good movie. It 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 was a it, okay. It was a classic. It felt like a classic action movie that you would watch. I was going to say it was a like classic six, action movie. When ending. you're like six year old, six years old or whatever, that you would watch and be like, "That was a good action movie," you know. It's like when we watch Marvel movies now and we're like, "Do the superhero pose, do the superhero pose." 
You know that's from yeah. Deadpool. Sort of wait, 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 Pam. You know that's from Deadpool, a movie that you really hate. Hey, is yeah. that from Deadpool? Yeah, yes. it's from Deadpool. It's like, wait, wait, he's going yeah. to the superhero landing. Wait, 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 he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so super Bruce. impractical. Prove <laughs> oh just goodness. how much I fucking know. But um, yeah, no, that's just, you know, it's, and again, this is a fresh take on the whole superhero genre as well. Yeah, this is because, not a superhero movie. It's not, no. I, I like the fact that it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. That's why. I'm well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I yeah, just mean in like. terms of like adaptations, right? See, like, it's, and I feel like I know this is something I mentioned off air and the cat is drinking my fucking water. <laughs> um, I mentioned this off air that. Um, I feel like maybe if I watched this movie with someone else, I would have enjoyed it more. Um, and maybe that's why I'm just like so jaded. It's like I'm watching all these movies by myself alone in my dark apartment, um, oh. eating my feelings <laughs> that I'm like, I hate all movies. But it's like, no, I think I they feel like this would have been a movie that like if I'd watched it, like gone to a theater to see it with my dad. I might have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean- or like gone to the theater with one of you guys. But to me, it just came off as very direct to Netflix movie. I think that's something we kind of have to get used to. Like, theaters that's don't fair. exist anymore. I know. <laughs> it's so shitty. Because, like, there's so many movies I, I'm i super excited to watch in theater. I want to go see fucking Tenet. I want to go see the new Fast and Furious movie, right? But mm-hmm. if the way, like, everything's going, when are we going to have a theater again? When are movies going to be produced to go to theater again? Oh, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's like, we. T- I think Sam mentioned this a couple episodes ago about how, like, I miss that feeling of walking out of a theater and feeling like you're in an alternate universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you come out and it's like that cold, crisp summer air and it's like, whoa. It's <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. That's like, more I'm not going to lie. I could have used that today. After watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Guardians of the Galaxy is such a theater movie. I could have used that, like walking out of the theater and just having that whole like, everything is okay. You just watched a movie. Your world is not (laughs) falling apart because after I literally finished that movie and then sat on my couch and like cried about the ending for twenty minutes. (laughs) I mean, to put that into perspective as well, this the old god right? It came out. Five days ago for us. Yeah, five days Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. But it was shot in mid last year. Yes. Yeah. So like all Mm -hmm. movies were seeing like in this short period of movies that was shot like mid last year. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going to shit on the fucking states for a bit, right? The way they're fucking handling this pandemic, when are they ever going to produce another movie seriously again? Oh, exactly. Like, I mean... Jurassic World Dominion literally started filming just before COVID happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Euphoria started filming before COVID happened too. And, and now it's like, when are we ever yeah. going to see those? Yeah. Um, yeah it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And like, it's, be a long it's a pandemic, and... but like, Loki, I just want a little normalcy again. I want to be able to mm-hmm. go to the theater. I want. Like, I'm not excited to go back to clubs, but, you know, I want to be able to go to a bar and not have the waitress talking to us through a fucking mask, being like, but the thing is, here. the thing is, it's gonna take like a really long time it for will. it to get back to that again. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's not gonna... Really gonna be 
the same again. Oh, that's one mm-hmm. thing I worry about the most. It's like it go it goes back to being the same again, and no one learns mm-hmm. from this. That's exactly. What you don't you you don't else. you don't want that, you know. So that's all. That's also the other end of the spectrum as well. Um, yeah, no, I totally get that. But yes, this movie is definitely if if it was in theater, if it was like a big group of friends on like a big ass mm-hmm. TV with a great sound system, right? I feel like you get swiped, swap, swiped up. You get in, oh, swept oh. up. You get hyped up. Yes, you know it's yeah. Like even up. if it was like just like me and like one friend even watching this like on my mm-hmm. couch, I feel like it would be more enjoyable than just like watching it. When did I even watch it? I watched this yesterday. Maybe. Yeah, I think it yeah, was yesterday morning yesterday. having coffee. Well, yeah, because like even for me, I mean, I saw it with someone, so maybe that's why I probably enjoyed it more. Yeah. But even then, it was still more of like, a, I don't know. This is this is just a genre I enjoy, a genre of oh, film I, I enjoy. Oh, I love action movies. And, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I love and it's just, and not only not just that, but it's an action movie. It has women. It has a woman of color. It kind of had a into the Spider-Verse type um, introduction of Niall being like, okay, she's the new person, but she's also going to be this person to make all the older people realize, hey, you know, this is, you know, Charlie, uh, Charlize's character, Andy, mentions at the end where she's like, baby, I know, I know now why you showed up, like why you got your powers now because what it was like you know, to be young and just freshly get the powers. You know what I mean? Which is kind of that typical, like, Peter Parker, Miles Morales type situation as well. So I like that dynamic, which is pretty cool. Um, I like even when <laughs> they wake up in the dream uh, on the train in the beginning of the movie, and they're like, oh, did you all see that? You know, and Book goes, yes, it was a black woman, you know? And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, no, overall... I love this movie, um, and yeah, we can probably d- dive into final verdicts now. Um, so over here at Northern Critic, actually, I should tell people, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system. Um, so north for good writing and south for bad writing. Uh, in a similar sense, we use west for uh, you know a bad cinematography or bad style or bad casting, stuff like that, bad acting, all the other stuff. And it'll be an East if all of that was good. So a really good movie with good writing and good directing and good story and all of that would be a Northeast. Whereas a really bad movie with bad writing and bad cinematography would be a Southwest. Um, With that being said, uh, who wants to go first with the verdict? All right. I guess I'll give this a Central African Republic. Yeah, so I should mention to our uh, listeners as well that sometimes we do use countries um, as our verdicts. Um, so for those of you who don't know your geography, <laughs> go check out your geography. Literally just um, Google, Google Maps. Yeah, and we're using our north-south line as the uh, Uchi, what is that? The G... GMT and Equator. We do this like yeah. every episode. Yes, <laughs> the GMT... Yeah, so north and south is the GMT line, and the equator is, you know, east and west. And yeah, pretty much. So yeah, you're giving yours a central... African Republic. Okay. So, yep. like, yeah, I I really did dig the concept. I digged a lot of, like, what happened in the movie. I liked the character interactions, you know? I, mm-hmm. and, like, Pam and Michael, 
I didn't care so much about the backstory. I was perfectly fine with the way that was done. I didn't like the villain. Um, what is have I said about this movie that I haven't mentioned yet? Um, whatever does happen with is it Queen or whatever the character's name is? Whatever comes out oh, with uh, who Quinn? Quinn, yes. Whatever does happen with Quinn in the sequel, I will find yeah. it, it will be interesting to know because. What happened to her was really fucked up, and whatever she does in the sequel, whether she's gonna be a good person or a villain or just a straight up anti hero, that would be interesting because we all know a sequel is mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's my take. Okay, um, I guess I'll go next. I will give this film an Egypt, um. Just because the writing wasn't the wasn't a hundred percent. Again, they could have worked better on the villain. Um, but again, they might have been trying to go for, hey, he's just a guy who wants to make money, whatever. Um, which is fine too. So, but I just I like my villains a little bit more fleshed out too. But again, it's a movie. They might have not had time. Um, and you know, other than that, the cinematography I did like it. I like the action sequences. Contrary to what Michael thought, I thought it was great. Um, it's no John Wick by any chance, or it's it's you know it's no Avengers Civil War, um, but it's it's an action sequence in terms of the first of all it's a seventy million dollar budget. Let's remember that um, in the world of movies, that's not a lot of money to work with. Uh, but for what they did, it was pretty decent. I was still okay with it, um, and yeah, no, I will give the, I give this movie in egypt so not not the best writing but still pretty decent writing uh since it's it is adapted anyways um and a cinematography acting the acting was in this movie was so strong i love the acting um charlie is and kiki were they had pretty good chemistry as well the whole fight scene on the airplane and stuff like that i liked it the you know do you speak russian you play dead type thing i thought that was a cool dynamic um and how it came back at the end as well to play a factor in that too it kind of reminded me of the you know the shoulder touch from into the spider-verse as well so uh how that always comes back to be the finishing move so that was that was pretty cool um yeah so an egypt so that's a northeast for me okay so i guess it's me mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it a jamaica <laughs> Um, I mean, wow. I was trying to find like a more neutral country, but I was like, doesn't the middle of the equator and GMT meet in like the middle of the ocean? Yes. And, uh, yes. And, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't just say the middle of the ocean. Um, but yeah, I like, and then there's not really anything neutral around it. So I'm going to be a little bit of a dick here. Um, uh, in the words of Peter Quill, he's not a total a-hole. <laughs> I mean, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to be a total a-hole right now. Um, so I'm going to give Jamaica. I found the acting flat. The action scenes, like, some are good, but it was the fluctuation of good and bad action scenes and the crappy choreography in some of them that really disconnected me from the movie. Um, and I think I just, I honestly went into it with a few too many expectations. Um, the writing... Um, could have been better. I liked the idea and the premise for the movie, but it just 
fell flat for me like ideally and I've said this a couple of times and you guys are gonna start thinking oh she really likes her uh, mini series but um I would have loved to see this as like a mini Netflix net Netflix mini series I feel like I could have flushed it out better and maybe even worked the acting could have been better or something I don't know but that's just I something like this I feel like works really good for that better than a nope <laughs> it's just a nope the internet is like nope uh to our listeners i'm sorry if this episode does come out short it's just the internet today it's just been like hey, hey, fuck y'all we'll be as different as possible mm-hmm. hi, well <laughs> hi okay where did i cut off or is that the end of my i guess it's the end recording. of your end yeah pretty yeah. much okay yeah, yeah. no but yeah, no, basically, um, The Old Guard is out on Netflix right now. Uh, go give it a watch if, you know, based off our reviews, if you haven't yet. Or if you have, you know, let us know what you think on our Instagram, which is at Northern Critic UMFM. Um, by now, uh, at the time of posting of this episode, uh, the episode post should be up as well. And you can go comment there, too. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> It's just at Northern Critic UMFM. All right. I just follow us on Twitter, Northern underscore Critic. Northern underscore Critic. Yes. And we have a website as well, which is northerncritic.com, where you can find a full catalog of all of the films we've done uh, leading up to now, including merch. Um, you can find, you know, get your cool swag stuff like a hoodie or a coffee mug or a t-shirt or joggers even. Those I'm are kind of so nice. excited for my pants to come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you buy one already? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm nice. quite excited for them to come in. Let your pants get there before your fucking microphone. Oh, before? Yeah, my mic is lost. In the when did you buy the somewhere. pants? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. So. Well, off like off our website, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do okay. you want to tell our listeners how what the process was like? It was just like your typical online ordering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Oh my god! I mean, I'm just like waiting for my Discord to just cut me off here again because I mean, we have been having a shit. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. It cut her off. Yeah, perfectly mm-hmm. executed. Yep. Jeez. Um. Do we have any recs for this week, or are we just signing off? Uh, recommendations for this week? <laughs> uh, I will recommend a... Actually, you know what? Screw it. I'll recommend uh, re-watching Legend of Korra. I'm re-watching it right now. It's still a good time. Go rewatch it if you're into the old Avatar universe. But yeah, that's just me. Um, My recommendation is to be mad at discord for this week because we've had nothing but recording problems and the system kicked me off when i was on a rant about it so i'm even more mad (laughs) (laughs) uh what's my recommendation okay i'm gonna explain this recommendation before i continue i have this weird thing where in tv shows and movies and series i kind of enjoy toxic characters for some reason (laughs) <laughs> you know it's like yeah. um do you remember from both the vampire diaries and 
the what was the spin-off? The one with Klaus. Oh, the Origins. Origins. Oh, or- yes. Uh, do you remember? I think Vampire Diaries was the spin-off of Origins, though. No, Origins... Vampire Diaries was first, but or then Origins came out. No, but Origins was more because like all right. of the vampires in Vampire Diaries came trash. from the yeah. they came from the Origins ones. So. Guys, yeah, and then there was both, that other spin-off. Both series are trash. Mm-hmm. Both have the same <laughs> yeah. point. Do you remember okay. Rebecca? Yes. yes. Queen trash. Do you remember? I remember uh, Rebecca. Was in Cat Kathleen Kathleen. Katarina, yeah. yeah. Katrina. Katrina. Queen Toxic Trash, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm watching a series on Netflix. It's called It's Okay to Not Be Okay, where the main female character is toxic as fuck, and I don't know why I find that enjoying to watch. You know who is toxic AF? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the internet said no. Who's toxic oh my AF? God. What is happening? Yeah. Wait, Pam, who's toxic AF? I was say Andy uh, da- Drower or whatever from Parks and Rec in the first season. He is awful. All right. Looks like yeah. I have to go watch Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, I, I'm honestly watching it. I'm so confused why people are so obsessed with it. It's, it's, wait, is it like season one or are you like, how far are you in? I'm just finishing season one. It might be one of those Please shows... tell me it gets better. I have no idea. I haven't watched Parks and Rec yet. And now I just know a whole bunch of you are going to get mad at me. But whatever. I'm the rocket of the group. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will be ending this week's episode. Yes. Solely based because of recording issues. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, God. thanks for listening in. And uh, we will catch you next time on Northern Critic. Yeah. Till next week. Yep. Bye. Peace. Bye.